Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the universe a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friends. We're continuing our celebration of Black History Month here on the Art of Kindness podcast by discussing a truly life-changing work. I've been reading Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent by Pulitzer Prize winner Isabel Wilkerson. I need to tell you all, and no, they did not pay me to say this, run, walk, crawl, do whatever you can to get your hands on this book. I think This book is a bridge to connecting us all as humans. It's one of the most deftly written books that has ever been released, in my opinion. And I know I share this opinion with many much more eloquent and accomplished people out there. I know it broke records for holding a spot as the number one read on the New York Times bestseller list when it came out. I'm in the middle of this book and just being blown away page after page. Every morning, I'm trying to start my day. I reading cast and it's a tough read but it's also a really vital one of course don't take it from me oprah winfrey put it perfectly when she called it a must read for humanity wow the reason why i'm suddenly now waking up to this book which again broke records during the shutdown in 2020 is because of the stunning film adaptation that was released, which not only brings the book to life, but showcases how and why Isabel Wilkerson was called to write it. The acclaimed filmmaker Ava DuVernay wrote and made a film that people said could not be done. A lot of people said that cast as a book would really be impossible to adapt into one film. And as you're reading it, you can sort of see that. But you know. That's all you need to hear as a creative to light a fire in you. Thank the movie gods that Ava was able to work with Isabel to learn more about her life and craft this into an exquisite movie. Origin reminded me of the true purpose of movies. To move us. They're supposed to move us. So please, everyone, buy the book, watch the movie, do whichever one you can first, but please take in this work and its messages. The movie Origin is out now. It did not, in my opinion, get the attention it deserved during award season, especially the talent who plays Isabel, (laughs) Anjanue Ellis-Taylor. I would give her an Oscar right now. I mean, I don't have one to give yet, (laughs) but I think she's just fantastic. I really would love to speak with her one day. I'm just putting it out there. I was blown away by her performance. I was really blown away by everyone in this movie. Everyone that contributed to making it is a fantastic storyteller. So please, after today's conversation, again, or before, if you want to pause this now, try and watch the movie. Try and read the book. Please do one of those. And I really have today's guest to thank for putting this movie on my radar. The film, again, wasn't getting enough attention. It didn't get a booming budget to have billboards and this big advertising campaign. 
Luckily, I was pitched today's guest by a lovely team I've worked with in the past. And thanks to him, my life has changed. I'm not just saying that. This film and now this book is changing the way I think about the world and also putting into words so many things I've felt. So I would like to introduce you to today's guest, Isha Blacker. Isha Blacker is an actor and model who was raised in the Netherlands. He broke into the entertainment industry as a model starring in major international luxury brand campaigns for Hugo Boss, L'Oreal, Ralph Lauren, and Estee Lauder, just to name a few. As he became more known in the fashion world, he developed a love for a different art, well, I think it's an art, acting. After making his mark on screen in Fear the Walking Dead and Tyler Perry's A Medea Homecoming, Isha booked the incredibly important film we are here to spotlight today, Ava DuVernay's Origin. Isha plays a real-life trailblazing anthropologist, Dr. Allison Davis, in the sprawling drama exploring the notion of caste in America. His character embarks on a landmark journey with his wife, portrayed by Jasmine Cyphus-Jones, from the segregated U.S. South to Nazi-era Berlin. I'm grateful to have had the chance to discuss this film with him. It was a tough conversation, not only because of the subject matter, but the fact that my internet was not on my side that day <laughs> and logged us out of our recording multiple times. So thank you, Isha, for holding on. Be sure to head to social media at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul for more one-of-a-kind <laughs> fun. Now, without further ado, please enjoy Isha Blacker. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I am so excited to talk to you today, Isha. First of all, how are you doing today? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, um, Jade has uh, put me up with pretty good interviewers, so I'm, I'm happy and I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it's a day when, why, for some reason, there's less work to do, so I'm trying to really capture the moment and work on my own stuff uh, and not procrastinate. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a struggle, right? Same. Thank you for asking. I feel like procrastination and avoiding that and not procrastinating, even procrastinating sometimes is a journey. So I I feel that deep in my core. But I do want to start out by saying I am so excited to talk to you today. I watched Origin last night and it stunned me. I mean, I think I don't think there's a movie that has moved me in that way in a really long time. And they're called movies, so they really always should move you, honestly. But yeah, I, I didn't reach for my phone once. I mean, I was totally sucked in and it was so digestible and accessible and entertaining. And I can't wait to get into that. But before I do, I do want to talk a little bit about kindness with you. And my first question to guests, now that I've complimented you, is how are you at accepting compliments? And I meant mine. It's really, you're so amazing in the movie. You guys are all such impeccable storytellers. Thank you. I don't know if I, 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 I don't know. You said thank you. That's a good start. Yeah, yeah. I think saying it is one thing. Really taking it in and accepting it is another. I don't necessarily know what I do with compliments. Um, I think if anything, I process them on my own. I try to keep them far away from my ego. I think you should be able to take them. I think just being like, no, compliments don't take that. I don't think that works. Uh, but yeah, I find it difficult. I find it difficult. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's 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 difficult. Yeah. I think that's brilliant what you said about keeping it away from your ego, because it's also true that if you take all these compliments in, not only will it inflate your head, but then you might have to believe the other stuff, you know, the not so nice stuff. And that's a it's a tricky battle when you put so much weight into these things from other people. But at the end of the day, it is a nice thing to sit in. So it's a learning journey for everybody. And it has to do with kindness. And I think there's a lot of it in this industry. So I like to ask that question at the top. And the other one I like to ask is, what is your definition of kindness as we get into kindness in the arts today? Yeah, I think there's a lot of kind things you can do. What I try to do, I try to be as genuine as I can with people or straightforward. It's not easy. You can't always. And and I try to be as truthful as I can, which, you know, nobody is truthful every single second of the day and all that. Yeah. But, but I try. I'm Dutch as well, so we try to be straightforward with people americans often perceive that as being blunt or direct mm -hmm. uh where i feel like americans try to go out their way to make you feel good and make you feel welcome and appreciated dutch people go out of their way to acknowledge you and be be give be direct and open and honest with you sometimes it gets perceived as blunt and and i'm still working on that it is what it is yeah and i mean that's you know what it's not your problem what other people perceive and think of you that's that's their problem and i was curious yeah. about that well sometimes there's a cultural thing that i was curious about you know growing up in the netherlands do you feel like i was going to ask you do you feel like you I, learned I, kindness <laughs> but you're I'm saying the alien in america okay yeah i'm the alien in america i'm outside of my culture so i can be me all i want but if that doesn't translate, I have to make that translation to, to other Americans. I've lived here for nine years. I have been able to immerse myself in the, in the culture, so I feel like it's more my responsibility. The reason why I keep saying it is because I mess up every now and then. So, you know, maybe people are like, oh, I get it, yeah. but it's my responsibility. I like that. Nobody's perfect. I, I like that you threw your hands up in the air when I asked you what the definition of kindness was. It was a very honest <laughs> reaction. You're like, I don't know. But I... I I think at the end of the day, it's it's cool. We all have different things to teach each other in this world. And that's a very interesting perspective. Do you have a favorite way to show kindness to others? Is that your way sort of monitoring <laughs> if you're offending people? I don't know. I feel like the things that you know, the things that I well, apart from being direct and all that and, and sharing my, my, my honesty as much as I can. And, and I don't always succeed at it. You know, I just try there are other things that I do. I just try to keep them to myself. I'm like, what's the point of, of showcasing that and saying that? I was kind of surprised when I realized the, the name of your interview and then when I got the email and all about it, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, now you have to share these things. Whereas normally I try to just do it and let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if it's an act of kindness, do it and let it be. If 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 it arrives where it needs to arrive and helps the person, great. And and then that's it. Yeah. The other thing that I will say, though, is uh, in, in college, we had a business case about this company. I forgot which one it was that did not share all the good things that they did, all their corporate social responsibility and, and all the things that they did to make the world a better place besides making money. And then at some point, people came down on the company and they said, hey, listen, you know, you're doing all these wrong things. And and but they hadn't. 
they were great. They just hadn't shared it. And, 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 and actually they lost so much revenue in the meantime that it was an issue. And I think they, they lost a lot of money or bankrupt. And I think the same thing holds true for actors. You mm-hmm. have to put it out there what the good things are that you do so that if you ever make mistakes, people are like, oh, that's a good person. Yeah, and I also think so. I help I help old ladies carry their luggage <laughs> <laughs> up and down the stairs. And okay, bring it, bring it. I, I that's think that's my wonderful. Daily, uh, <laughs> thanks that's for my doing daily, that. Daily, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think my girlfriend can't stand it that you're oh that you're taking the time to help every single old lady up on the stairs. I yeah. Think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think <laughs> people look up to you and people in the arts with platforms, so it's important to have these conversations because it gets people thinking about it. It inspires people. It reminds people that nobody's perfect. And I think kindness gets a rep for being all puppies and rainbows and sunshine. But I also think kindness is being authentic and being direct. So I, I think it's kind of a something we're trying to explore here. And there is scientific research behind kindness that it's actually good for businesses. There's all this data now. So it's a cool thing to think about. And I actually I heard one way, correct me if I'm wrong, but one way you're kind to yourself is that you're big on meditation. And I would like to know, this might be silly, but do you have a, a certain mantra you like to meditate on? Or do you have any advice for people out there looking to get into meditation that just maybe think it's untouchable or it's woo-woo or whatever? Start the the habit and keep up the habit, even if it's only five minutes or whatever, keep up the habit and you can extend it. I used to do like, I guess, 45 minutes or and just sit there and I would, uh, there's this app that I did download with like sea noises or beach noises and i'll sit there and just listen quiet and then the first 15 minutes i think all the thoughts from the day before and the night before all come through and then after a while those stop and you know you think and other thoughts come up and in the last 15 minutes i noticed that you have absolute just just quiet and and that moment stays with you throughout the day which is great. I have also done less than 45 minutes because I didn't make time for it. And then you don't get that, that, that nothingness or the free flow of ideas where you're just going, ah, yesterday yeah. night, you know? Yeah. Well, shifting gears, I do want to get into your career a little bit, if that's cool, which I know you started out modeling. Is there an act of kindness that you feel like put you onto this path that you're on now or the trajectory that you're on? I'm sure there were a lot of them, but does one stand out maybe? Well, I started out as a salesperson. <laughs> I did a whole lot of things before acting and modeling, but yeah, well, in in the arts specifically, yeah, I know you studied business and all this great stuff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I looked at modeling as an art form from my side. Interesting. Okay. More, I think, but you're asking for an act of kindness as a model. Well, just like as you're getting started in the arts with your career, was there an act of kindness that you feel like set you on this path? That you're on now sort of got you into it or someone that helped you along the way i traveled to a considerable amount of countries um even more so lived in a certain amount of countries and for whatever reason most countries that i arrived in i had these two little like guardian angels i'd say and, and i don't mean that necessarily in a spiritual form it just it just there was usually one person when I arrived that was like, "Oh, hey, cool! I'll show you, you know, this and that, and make you feel at home, and I got you, and I have your back, and all that." And then later on, there was a second person that showed up that kind of had my back 
throughout the longer period that I was there. And that's just the thing that kept happening. I'm just very thankful that that was the case. Mm. When I got to New York, signed with a great agency, soul artist, awesome. And, uh, but I had to live in a model apartment uh, when I just arrived. Ah, it's just, you know, teeny weeny Brooklyn apartment with yeah. like three bedrooms, eight guys in it or whatever. Uh, no, four, yeah, eight guys. And, and, you know, you couldn't turn around and, and, for whatever reason, my my neighbor from in the Netherlands lived like a couple blocks away from where I moved, and she just came and visited me. And there, she was like, "What the hell are you, you know, <laughs> staying in?" And just kind of took care of me and just made me feel okay. And and I was like, "I have to get out of here. Like, I get this, but I'm not. I need to get my own thing now." And and she was very kind to me, and and kind of took me in. It's it's nice when you arrive in in this place you've never been to, mm-hmm. to 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 have someone make you feel safe and after that my older sister who lives in uh uh jersey she used to live at that point um but we didn't grow up together but she kind of like was always there for me when, when i arrived so i, I appreciate that mm. yeah thanks for sharing that i think it's a good segue because it's similar to sort of i guess what happens to your character in the film origin which i want to get into with dr allison Davis, there's sort of someone that brings them in, you know, sort of gets them up to speed on what's going on. When we first meet Dr. Allison at the library, he's sort of like, you don't know what's going on. And I I took some of how that character, I can't remember his name, but how he treated y'all as acts of kindness and sort of bringing you up to speed and and taking you in in a way. Right, right, right. So, you know, I just getting into this film, which again, I it, it blew me away and I don't really have the words, so I'll, I'll probably read them off my little sheet here. But yeah. how, first of all, how did you book the role? I guess that's a good place to start. I'm sure you've been talking about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was working on Fear of the Walking Dead and I played um, a German-speaking character uh, with a German accent as well. And... Um, all my scenes were with Coleman Domingo, who now got uh, nominated for an Oscar, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we finished, I think, the first episode or the first two weeks. And then he called me and said, hey, I had dinner with Ava. And she asked for somebody that looks like you and can speak German and an actor. Um, I mean, obviously an actor. But um, she was like, uh, you know, do you, have, do you know anybody? And and she showed him a picture of the actual Allison David, and he's like, "Well, you know, uh, my scene partner speaks German, has been playing uh, my German husband uh, on Fear, so you know, you should try him." And she said, "Okay, cool. Does he know how to act?" And he said, "Yeah, he's got chops." So he vouched for me, which I'm very thankful for. And um, yeah, I got the audition, and um, I just worked all weekend long with. Uh, my girlfriend and my my best friends and helped me break it down. You know, there was the German. There was German had to be in an American accent because yeah, because he's an American and I'm used to speaking German with a German accent. Um, but still, my Dutch accent comes out sometimes when I speak in German. I guess um, there was it's a period piece. There was heightened language. He, uh, had a transatlantic accent of himself when he spoke in English. Um, he was talking about certain educated concepts that you need to know how you feel about and how you work them out. It was a monologue in there. So we did all that. 
And um, I was struggling to get it in, to get it right. My brother, my buddy was like, improvise, improvise. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not going to improvise, improvise. And we did it. It was one take, sent it in. And then a couple of days later, I was on Zoom with Ava. And then I was back on a flight back to Savannah where I was already shooting fear to, to start prepping um, Origin. Wow. Yeah. And um, I had to read five books, I guess. There was cast. There was the, um, the, the research my character had done and published. Uh, there was his biography. And there were two poetry bundles. Six. Yeah, two poetry bundles. And he was a Stoic. So there was uh, sto- um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. There was a lot, you know. Wow. And um, yeah, Ava gave us a lot of background knowledge and, and homework and rehearsals. So it was a beautiful experience. Mm. I think it's beautiful that it kind of started with an act of kindness. I'm just going to say it from from Coleman. I think that's that's super cool. We all have to help each other out. And of course, that's yeah. not to diminish the fact that you were ready for it and obviously the right person for it. Well, it, I know you had said that you then had to read all the books. Did you ever get any time with Isabel? Was, was she? I know she's a very private person, but did you? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. Well, I did get to meet... Um, Oh, that was actually, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> Let's laugh. I did. So my my my, my character, Alex Davis, I, I got to meet his son and, and, and who's now also, you know, at a certain age and his granddaughter. Um, but the funny thing is, is his granddaughter uh, works for Netflix and I met her uh, oh. on the uh, the after party of the Medea Homecoming movie with Tyler Perry. So I'd met her and I was like, oh, cool. Hey, Netflix, whatever. And, and then it turned out to be his granddaughter. So that was a That's beautiful wild. thing. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. And, like, and um, on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was really cool. That's amazing. Well, obviously, you know, you got to work with Ava DuVernay, who's such an accomplished talent. And I mean, the fact that she took, I mean, not only this one book and and adapted it for film, but all these other books that it touches on is just such an incredible feat. And many people said that couldn't book, that book couldn't be adapted. And she proved them wrong. I mean, what was it like working with her as, as someone who's such a leader in this industry? Yeah, I agree with that last statement. I know the, the you know, the, this podcast or interview is about that, but she is a very kind person. Like, you know, there was when we came and I came into my trailer. There was a, a candle lit, and there was a, a handwritten message of the importance of this story. Gave you a lot of freedom as an actor. If you mess up, she was very kind and like you know explained like no, this and that. This is how you do it. Uh, but also stern at times. After a take, she would take you by the arm and walk with you, and then you know have a conversation with you, address you as the character. I showed up with a pipe on set which wasn't supposed to happen that way she just let me do that and i was like oh snap (laughs) this is happening and yeah it was yeah just a very kind nice experience even all the women in hair and 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 everybody who worked on it it was a very nice experience and it's not always like that so i appreciated that Mm. and you could see that it was it was it was a passion project in a certain way Mm. Yeah, and I mean, the, the turnaround is wild how quickly it came out, which is, it's almost unheard of. I've heard her talk about that in interviews, how the movie came out so quickly, pretty much, or started screening after it was wrapped, which is 
she was like, it has to come out now. <laughs> well, the quick turnaround, that was, that's Ava's genius. That's, you know, I, I get to act in a part of it. And it's, yeah, it's one of those movies where there's a lot of other stuff happening that you're not a part of, uh, or my character was even aware of. So yeah, that's, that's just um, good on Ava. And thank you for her and, and how beautiful she tells stories and then how smartly she, she um, produces and, and puts out. It's, uh, it was a blessing to work with them. Mm. Well, a lot of actors and creatives in general listen to the show, and I think it would be just really cool to hear if there's any lessons you took away from working with her, or you feel like there's something you learned from observing her on set. Yeah, just when you work on a character, just you know, load everything up, do all your prep, and you show up as the character. Because she would do things that uh, I don't know about the other actors. I'm assuming, but I know that she did things for me to surprise me, and mm-hmm. then I, you'd have to like, you know, deal with it in the moment. Like my character was not supposed. I was my character is, is black and is un- obviously, but is undercover in 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 a Jim Crow white South. So he would go and study and do undercover work. So I'd go to the city center and walk around and study people. And then I had to walk. And then Ava would just send these little white girls running, flying across the corner as I would, you know, almost cross the street. You need to know or almost already intrinsically feel how your character would respond to that. Hmm. You know, if I bump into them and one of them, tumbles over or hurts her head that could be a death sentence you know and two seconds before she had somebody else say an older black man buy a hammer and then the the, the white salesman said okay now you get you get out of here you know those two things together is like ooh, you know you need to know who your character is and where he's at and and, and Mm. i always would love to prepare my characters that way that you're just that character on set or and then whatever happens you just deal with it and there were other things happening as well. You know, you get background actors that sometimes completely do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So I was standing and waiting there, being undercover and not doing anything that would get my character killed. And in between takes, there was one of these, I guess, Georgian Tavana locals, young kid, and, and I was smoking this fake tobacco. And then he was looking at me, you know, and he had this southern <laughs> accent. He was like, you having a lot of fun with that pipe, aren't you? Like literally strong. <laughs> but I, he just meant like, oh, wow, you're probably having a lot of fun with the pipe and yeah. pipe and actor or whatever. But I was like, yo. <laughs> you're like, I'm in the zone. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a completely different experience with what you're telling me right now. But he might not have been aware of that. It's just. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, I think it's a blessing to be able to, uh, you know, live your character out on a set like that. <laughs> That's fun. I love a rogue background artist. I think that I would love to watch a series. There was one I think called Extras, but I just think there's yeah. always some wild cards in those situations, which is a good time. And I mean the the contrast, especially with sort of what you were just talking about. There's the scene where the sheriff drives through the white neighborhood. And then he gets and it's sort of shot in this very like idyllic Americana, happy, joyful vibe. And then it's just such a switch. And it really, as the audience was, is such a striking moment. There's so many of those. But your all the work you did certainly adds to that. And just doing a deep dive on you, looking at your work with an accent coach and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's amazing. It seems like you hit every part of the process. Is there sort of a method that you 
jive with the most or do you just have your own acting methods where you kind of take what you like and you leave the rest? I just try to master these skills that go into transforming and delivering text the way it's intended to be delivered. Uh, it's not, I think right now that has been maybe the focus a bit, accents, which is great. And I'm learning, getting better at that, but there's so much more to it. There's, there's physicality. Yeah. Like I had, it's not the only coach that I worked with. Uh, her name is Audrey Lecron, did an amazing job for me, but you know, I also worked with, uh, you know, physicality coaches and then like, yeah, I coach coaches for my acting and so I'm working on getting a different physicality. Uh, and more Alexander work and and um, mm. as we call that, yeah, there we go. <laughs> that makes me want to stretch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 so you don't you can uh, how do I say this? So it's not about the specific thing you did for it. It's about you just honored the project, the character, and and and, and the script, and and people at some point say, I don't know what you did, but you did a great job. Mm versus saying oh you're that one guy that knows how to do this one thing very well mm -hmm. i hope to grow past that yeah it's very admirable i think it's an energy thing too once you're you're locked in and ready and i'm sure ava saw that in you and it, a lot of it was already there probably and you, you might not have even known that but uh it certainly shows on, on screen and i think you know after watching this movie that again is so accessible and digestible it doesn't feel like you're i heard someone say this it doesn't feel like you're taking medicine or that you're in a class, it's very entertaining. And yet you feel like you walk away learning so much and, and wanting to do something. Are there any specific actions you took away from reading the script or being a part of it or, or that you hope audience members take away? Does that make sense? It's kind of a... Yeah, like, I think the, the, the one of the biggest things that I took away from it uh, is that we are all liable to contribute to these things happening, racism and, and people being treated less than, than 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 equal, and we are all capable of these things just purely because we're human. And if you think that you're not, there's a danger that lies in that. Because if you look at the Indian part of the movie, mm -hmm. they're all brown or black or whatever you want to call it. They still treat each other a certain way. So if they can do it, we all can do it. And even being in Savannah with a white girlfriend, you know, some things happened there as well, where I was like, oh, these are my people and they're not being so cool towards my girlfriend, you know, mm -hmm. for simple reasons that should not matter. Mm -hmm. So I think we're all liable. I watched something once about this, this um, inmate who, who is documentary, who just, who just said to a younger kid who was also causing trouble, is that, you know, I didn't know this, but you can be the bad thing that happens to someone. Mm. And he never thought about it that way until the one day that, that, you know, that happened. And I think sometimes we don't realize, but you can be the bad person that, 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 that happens to someone. Mm. You want to watch out for that. Yeah. I think awareness is really key. Self-awareness and sort of like what you yeah. were saying at the top before the internet crapped out, just being aware of where you're from as you said it and how maybe you can appear more direct to um, an american or so anything under that regard um yeah it's 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 important so i appreciate all that like you're saying and i i think that's the beauty of yeah, this and, movie in the book yeah and going out of your way for other people that, that you don't understand maybe or might not be your people 
mm. and 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 trying to understand where they're coming from. You know, most people walking around it might not seem that way to you, but but they're normal people who function every day <laughs> and, and have at least a normal you know way of thinking a normal brain some people might not think that way but they, most of them do so they mm -hmm. they have somewhere that they're coming from and a way to justify things and you could you know maybe with a lot of them get understanding and come closer to them mm. yeah, make it a better place you're right that's why we're here it's that human connection that fills the gap i don't know about you but i it can be hard in this industry sometimes especially when i think people can at least for me misread genuine warmth or kindness or anything of that nature as something else and think it's you want something i mean there's sort of a a weird dance that has to be played but i guess you just gotta keep being yourself and plow along i don't know i think you're gonna say something yeah i i always like to wonder i think people should ask themselves the question if you had grown up the way that person grew up or where that person grew up would you have had some of the same convictions if you had watched the same news outlets if you had been through the same experiences had had the same experiences with other people or other groups of people would you have thought in a similar way thereby therefore can you understand that person can you communicate with that person and i've i've been through a lot of moments you know in life where people had said really racist things but I always asked myself, was this racist or bigot? Did the person intend to hurt me or, or hurt my feelings or harm me in any way or form? Or is it just the way they are? And, and did they say it because they don't know any better or because they feel a certain way? If it's the latter, I can have a conversation with them. And I usually did. I called it out, but I didn't hold it against them. Hmm. That takes a special person, I feel like, in this world, at least in America, where it's very politically charged. And I feel like, obviously, we don't have to get into that, but I do feel like it's hard for people to just listen to each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if there's any, any tips for doing that. I guess you just gave one, which is just to think, put yourself in the person's shoes. We had, I don't know if you know Laura Benanti. She's an amazing performer um, mm. on here. She's like a Tony-winning sensation. And she said a similar thing to you. She said, if you watched the movie of anyone's life, no matter who it is, you'd probably walk away being on their side because you would understand where they came from. And it's very similar to what you just said. So I, I want to hit that home for I, listeners. <laughs> yeah, there's a movie, uh, American History X, uh, yeah. which is about a neo-Nazi. Uh, neo -Nazi, and, and I think it's a great movie, Edward Norton. What I found interesting about that movie is that you watch a movie about an outspoken racist and at some point there's a basketball scene where his friends and himself are playing against the, the black basketball players. And, but he's the main character of the movie. And I'm sitting there watching this and at some point I'm real, I realize I'm rooting for the racist and his team mm -hmm. because it's their playground. I'm like, how the hell did this... <laughs> director get this you know to do this that i'm rooting for that person and and i think because they've explained that person's story and you're along for the ride from their side and and i think you could get that understanding for everybody even when when i would not be watching a movie like that or any other movie i would not be rooting for that character mm. so yeah i think understanding is key yeah. and offering kindness offering kindness thank you i'm glad you see that in there <laughs> 
Would you say? No, I mean that. Yeah. No, I I know. I I I'm just happy every time someone says kindness. We all take a shot at home. I think. Well, I don't know. Or smile at someone. I think. Would you say that's what draws you to acting? I know that's really your main passion. Do you think it's that ability to step into somebody else's shoes, see someone else's perspective, and then tell that story for others? I like analyzing. Uh, I can't help myself. <laughs> you know, I almost struggle to listen to the content of what people say, and I kind of constantly notice how they say things and mm. and what's going on and their, their physicality and all that. And I can't help myself. It's like this constant analytical thing that keeps like this machine that go, keeps going off in my head. <laughs> and I think acting is a great place for that. It's competitive. It's, it's physical. It's, it's um, psychological. Uh, you get to live out your emotions and you get to be somebody else. And I think all of that's amazing. Mm. Well, after this, feel free to email me everything you analyzed about me. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. Please, absolutely. I'd rather not. Do you have a tangible kindness or wellness tip that you could give for our listeners that you would like to see them incorporate into their daily lives? Like something tangible people can do out there that you think would just make the world a little bit better every day? I think when you talk to someone that just doesn't see the world the way you do if you could just listen to that person and they're going to be saying things that offend you if you don't respond to that but just keep listening because trust me they're probably not going to change by you commenting on these things immediately let them just be them listen you might learn something and by the time that person opens up to you because they probably also figured out that you're not their kind of person they might be open to what you have to say. You might be able to, you know, put in that little seed that, that might, them, might make them a better person. Mm. I love that. I, I, think, I think that's very true. Even though someone might not be your cup of tea, it doesn't mean that, you know, drinking the tea, if I continue this metaphor, or being with that person and learning from each other isn't going to change both of your lives for the better or allow you to grow in some way. So I think that's really beautiful advice. And I appreciate your time. I, I thank you so much for not only coming on here and talking about kindness when it might have weirded you out a little bit at first. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's, no, it was just, you know, interesting because most interviews aren't about that. So, um, exactly. yeah, I thought it was an interesting um, way to come at it. Oh, I appreciate that. It's, I, I think it's you all, all these wonderful guests I've been fortunate to have are the the reason people will tune in, but I think hearing them talk about positive things or not positive things, just that authentic vibe of trying to make the world better is important. So you're going to do that for even if it's, you know, a couple listeners that it that it jives with. I think it's important. So thank you again. Wish you the best of thank luck. Thank you so much. Yes, you as well. I think this movie needs to be taught in schools. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a heavy one, though, but yeah. It's heavy, but like I literally would have given it every award in the book. So I appreciate you and I wish you the best rest of your day. Although we're in the, we're in the same time, so I'm sure it's almost over. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Robert. And I would urge everybody to go see it. Yeah. Just make your life better and other people's lives better. Go watch the movie. Yeah. Thank you. It's thank you, Robert. You. Bye. Yeah.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.